you're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, 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 Azria family and our great people of the state of Arizona and no matter wherever you are, we wanted to bring you a show today, a show that's unlike any other. We wanted to talk with Dean Leonard, who happens to be an Azria member, and he's been doing some some really phenomenal things in a short period of time. When I speak a short period of time, I'm still thinking, you know, some years, not overnight, because we know that there's no overnight success that has any level of sustainability. So, Dean, I want to welcome you to the show, man. And I want you to give us and the listeners just a brief introduction of who you are, what you've been doing for the last few years. And then we'll jump right into the show and start asking you some questions. And you can let us know what you're doing in the real estate space. Yeah, Marcus, thank you so much. Um, I moved to Arizona from Wyoming in 1996 and started working at one of the local copper mines here and always dreamed about doing real estate. And finally, in 2011, I, I took the plunge and jumped in and it's been going pretty good ever since. So what made you real quick? I know I wanted you to get do the introduction, but what made you go from driving trucks at a copper mine to getting into real estate? I was, I was laying on the couch one night and Carlton Sheets come on uh, with one of his commercials about no money down. And I started doing some research then and the internet was just budding and I'm pretty good at doing research and took me quite a few years to get ready to get ready. But what I realized or found out that 80% of the millionaires in this country either hold their wealth in real estate or made their wealth in real estate. And I, I don't need to reinvent a wheel. Gotcha. Gotcha. Question. So when it comes to Carlton, right, I, I have a lot of family members or uncles, you know, it's, it's, they paid five grand for it and it's all dusty in the attic and they never even cracked it open. And people can be skeptical of those programs. So tell me about it. Like, well, how was your experience? It's real, obviously. Right. I, I never used Carlton stuff. I never bought it. I did the research. Okay. And I did buy a couple programs. One of them was like $2,700 and one of them was $1,000. But what I came to realize going through them programs, the stuff that I learned at Azria in their, uh, gosh, Alan has us coming up to Phoenix and spend three days for 70 bucks. I was getting all that information Mm. $2,000 program. So you don't need to spend a bunch of money and the principles are all pretty much the same. We just, it's getting up and moving and and doing and talking to people. Alan says it all the time, network, network, network. Okay. So, so Dean, tell us about your transition because that's a big transition to say, you know what, I'm going to go from being a truck driver to getting into real estate. And you started the research. How long did it take for you to go from your initial foray into real estate or your initial research and then actually pulling the trigger to get in the, to get into real estate. About six years. Cause I was scared. <laughs> six years because of fear. And the reason why I ask you that is because a lot of people, they sit on the sideline, 
you know, based on that fear. And like you said, it took you six years to jump out there and get started. But once you got started, you started seeing some momentum and things started happening. And as people may not know right now, before we jumped on the show, you're actually at a home inspection right now. So you're actually out doing deals. You're actually out um, doing real estate. So what were some of those fears that you faced getting started? I don't know where to get the money because I was flat broke. My first deal, I borrowed every cent. And I mean, I made 200 offers before. I, it took me six years to make my first offer. And then it took me 199 more to get my first deal. You know, <laughs> just, and there was nobody there to mentor me or anything. And it was just, it was a real struggle. But after we got that first one, clear through the first deal, I didn't start looking for my second one until I was all, all the way done with the first one. Then it took like two months to find another one. So it took just- What would you say? What would you say to someone, Dean, that's in your same spot right now, a new member, maybe just, you know, wanting a little had fear themselves. Maybe they're, they've been wanting to invest for a year or two now themselves or longer. Wouldn't that, once you got that first deal, I'm sure you look back and said, wow, right. Why did I wait so long? Right. Like, so what is some advice you would give someone in that position right now? Find somebody that'll mentor you. There's mentors out there that like helping people and they'll help you. You know, and it can cost you thousands or it can cost you nothing. And what you put in is what you get out. Team up with somebody, go find the deal. They got the money and the experience. They'll network, 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 talk to people, and you, you're going to find a way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So networking is, is a major game changer. You got to get out there. You have to talk to people. And in that fear, you are able to get over it. So tell us about that first deal, Dean. You said that, you know what, you didn't have the money. You had to borrow every penny of it. So where did you end up coming up with the money in order to secure that first deal? And what, what did that first deal look like? Kind of walk us through it. I bought a short sale. I paid $85,000 for it. So let's let's give it some context. When was this, Dean? 2011, just Thanksgiving 2011. Okay, so Thanksgiving 2011 is when you got started. Bottom of the market. Pulling the pulling the trigger at the bottom of the market. Okay, all mm-hmm. right. And then I know a lot of people during that time they were actually scared and still sitting on the sideline because they were saying, "Well, what if I buy now and the market continue to dip?" But you didn't. You didn't have that fear. You say, you know what? I had other fears. I got over them. It's time to go. Well, I got in and I got it at a low enough price where if I hurried up and finished it, I'd still make some money. And so it, it, it bottomed out and it, I sold it for what I thought I would. Okay. Uh, and so I, I got that deal under contract and then I had to go find the money and I melted my phone. I, I called every and I mean, everybody. And I got the notice. I had to go down to the title company and sign the docs. And I left work and I didn't have the money. And I was going down there to forfeit my girlfriend's $2,500 earnest money. Wow. As I pulled into the parking lot and shifted it into parking, oh my gosh, my phone rang and I looked and it's buddy that I'd been calling, hey, help me get this money. And it, it came through. And man, I was so jazzed. And it was just, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd have got that if I hadn't gotten my pickup and drove down. I had to be there. 
And when I got to where I was supposed to be, this sounds kind of woo-woo, but the universe helped me out and put it there. So we went in, we funded the property, and I was so jazzed. I drove over there and walked through this dump. And yeah, pretty nice. (laughs) Uh I spent the next three months, day in and day out over there, doing a lot of the work myself. I would go to work, work 12 hours, get off, drive from where I worked to that property, about 40 miles. Wow. And I'd work till midnight and go home and go to bed. And then I get up at six o'clock next morning, go to work. So (laughs) that, that was my life for three months. And I think you brought a good point up. That's a good lesson is you said you, you know, you burned your phone or you melted your phone, right? You must've been making tons of calls, tons of action in order to get that deal done. And then that's what it takes is, and even like when we're cold calling or trying to call motivated sellers, it's like you might set a time to call for an hour or two, but it always happens. Like you're, you're like, I haven't talked to nobody. You're frustrated. There's 10 minutes left to your allotted time that you gave yourself. And when you finish through those 10 minutes, you make those last few calls, you usually get an application of some sort. It's really funny how it works. Well, one of the things that you said, Dean, even before, you know, finding the money, you said, I put the property under contract and I have the money, you know, and a lot of people think, well, I can't get out here and do something and take action because I don't have the money. You said, besides me not having the money, I am going to get out here and take action. You borrowed the $2,500 earnest money from your, from your girlfriend. You was calling your buddies, everyone you knew to, to come up with the other, the rest of the 85 grand, you know, so you were, walking by faith man and and that's that's being an entrepreneur a lot of times you have to do that you can't see that you can see the goal but you can't see every step along the way and man kudos for you for doing that that's great about real estate because you don't you're going shopping right you could it doesn't cost you anything to get a property under contract right you make the offer you get your inspection period you can put your deposit down you'll get it back if you back out before the inspection is over. So it doesn't cost you anything to even get the contract. So go out there and get it. Did you have an inspection period on that I deal? I, I, I did. It was it was the standard real estate contract that was used. Okay. I had gotten a hold of the listing agent and she got both sides of the transaction, which I'm sure she was thrilled at that time because, I mean, there were tons and tons of foreclosures out there. Um, so what was the exit on that property? What did you end up doing? Fix and flip. It, it was fix and flip from the start. Now, looking back, we I could have bought houses for $40,000 a piece. I'd love to have bought them and kept them, put them in a portfolio. And today, them same houses are worth 200000 Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So I tell just, us, D, did, did you have a construction background? No. I Well, redneck trailer house fixer. Okay. So, <laughs> so there you go, guys. If, if you're listening, look at all of the hurdles that Dean had to overcome. One was he didn't know anything about real estate. That was step one. Number two was he didn't have the money. Number three was he had no construction background. He's never done this before. So, guys, as, as you listen to this podcast, as you listen to this interview, you can see that you can't allow – you can't allow excuses to get in your way. You have to overcome those excuses by taking action. 
So tell us what was next, Dean, after you, you was going there, you know, for the next 90 days working on that house continuously, what were some of the thoughts that were going through your, through your mind when you was working on that house? God, will I ever finish this? <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Let me find somebody. And, and Craigslist at the time was where I found some of the contractors. Did I use them more than once? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. But, but I mean, I, I've still got the electrician that I found. He's still in my network. I refer him all the time. One of the home inspectors that I used at the time, he's still in my network. So you find good people along with not so good people sometimes. And that's, and that's part of the, that's part of what's go, what goes on in the industry. You know, you find a good contractor, you hold on to them. You gotta, you gotta go the good with the bad sometimes. So let's do this. We talked about your first deal, Dean. We talked about where you got started and everything like that. Let's take a brief break. When we come back, I want to, I want you to share with people what was next and how you scaled your business and where do you got the education in order to continue your business in the way in which it's going. So let's take a brief break. We're here. Word from our sponsors and we'll come back with Dean Leonard in Tucson. A supporter of today's Azria show is Azria business associate, Boomerang Capital Partners. They're coined as the best flip and lender providing financing solutions to help fund your next fix and flip project. For more information, visit boomerangcapital.com. Okay, guys, we are back. I have my co-host, Mike Delpreet, here, and we have Dean Leonard from Tucson, who is actually doing deals in the market. So Dean told us about him overcoming his fears and getting started. So Dean, tell us, where are you right now? What are you doing right now in your business? And what have you done since 2011 getting started? I'm a licensed real estate agent now. What I do in real estate is licensed business, provides a good income. But on the side, besides that, we run into deals. And just since January, me and my wife bought a sixplex to keep. So there's six doors and there, we're cash flowing that $1,500 a month. We got the owner to carry the note back. So that's, that's some of the stuff I learned at Azria. And then I went to a little town outside of the big metro areas and I bought three single family residences. They were 41,000 a piece. I sold one and carried a note back. I think it's going to be another flipper. So he's getting a hard money loan and I'm getting one year's guaranteed interest and $20,000 for not doing anything. I've got another property that that's going into the portfolio. The rent on that's like 550 a month. I paid 41,000. Pretty good return. Wow. When do you, when did you buy the was that recently? Yeah. So 41,000. So where are you finding properties in Arizona at 41,000? Gosh dang. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> let the secret out. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. It's Tahoe. Okay, so what's the, what's the town like? Tell us about it. It's an old abandoned copper mine that, that's an artist community. You guys know where Rocky Point is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to drive through Ajo to get there. Ah, okay. 40 okay. miles south of Gila Bend. These little towns, and that's something I learned from an Azria, Larry Goins. Alan brought him to town. I went to his thing. He makes more money on a $40,000 property than most rehabbers make on a $200,000 property. And I, that's living proof, right? I just turned $20,000. I didn't do anything 
the tenant cleaned that house out. Wow. And I turned around and resold it. Um, wow. And how did you find it? Like what, what, what kind of marketing? Uh, networking. Or... I, I knew an agent over there and she knew okay. three, three transactions were coming out of, falling out of escrow and we snapped them up. Nice. Wow. Uh, so, so tell us, Dean, real quick, because you glossed over something and we want to make sure that everybody understands it. You said you bought a sixplex mm -hmm. and the seller carried it. What mm -hmm. does that mean for those that don't know? That sixplex was almost half a million dollars, 480,000, something like that. And we had to come up with $50,000. So we put $50,000 there. They're being the bank and financing it for us. They're financing it at 7%. We've got to carry the note for three years before we can refinance it. We've guaranteed it. We got a prepayment penalty. They're guaranteed three, three years of interest. Okay. So, they're okay. making, go, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mark. So, so basically, you end up finding this property that was half a million dollars. You didn't have a half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. You, you had $50,000. So the seller owned the property free and clear. Mm -hmm. And then they said, okay, well, you don't have the $500,000 or the $450,000 left over. He said he'll carry the note. He will be the bank. Mm -hmm. So, guys, that, that shows you that there are some creative opportunities out there. And, Mike, I know you do quite a bit of creative transactions. Anything you want to share in regards to that? No, I'm very, you know, very impressed. Uh, did, you, did you offer a cash offer, like a super low cash offer, or you just were excited about the carryback and you just went with that? I, again, I knew another agent that, Got that it. ran across the deal, and he couldn't take it down and asked me if I wanted it. And he told me about where it would sell. And, and he, he represented us. He, he made a little bit of a commission. But my God, we're making $1,500 a month for doing nothing. <laughs> so, so, my, my so, did you, so as investors, right? Sometimes when you're dealing maybe with a real estate agent that does, doesn't understand the creative strategies, did you, was, when it was falling out of escrow, was it like a cash purchase or a bank purchase? And you came in, did you have to educate? all the parties and say, Hey, this is my offer. Hey agent, this is how it works. Cause sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you do, but this, this guy, and this one didn't fall out of escrow. This agent knows a lady that owns, I don't know. She's got 30 rentals within 17 minutes of her property. She won't drive over 17 minutes and nice. they're liquidating. They're older. They're, they're starting to mm -hmm. liquidate their portfolio. And he just bought one from them and then they were selling this one. And he didn't want to buy this one and that one. So he told me about it and we Look, bought it. That's great. Like, so for the listeners, a lot of things you touch there, Dean, is one, relationships with agents, right? That's a lead source. Two, tired landlord, right? They're winding down their estate. They have a lot of properties. Mm -hmm. I'm finding, starting to find out a lot of times um, some of these tired landlords, their family, their kids don't even want the properties for some reason. Yep. So, or they've been neglected. So, you know, tired landlords, absentee owner kind of things. It sounds like that's the type of owner that it was that you acquired well, we've, it from. We've got some deferred maintenance, I guarantee you. <laughs> it's still, <laughs> it, it's a good property. Yeah, no, that's fine. That That's great. Well, you saw the opportunity. That, that was one of the main things. You saw the opportunity to help this, help this seller. You know, that's one. And then the opportunity for you guys to be able to make some money and, and really reposition that property. 
It's building our net worth. There you go. And that's what it's all about when it comes to being passive investors is people want the, the passive income. We don't want to work. We want to get money without working. And real estate is a strong way in order for, for people to do that. So, Dean, since 2011 to 2017, I heard that you flipped like 30 houses. Yeah, that, that's what we were doing, man. I thought I was going to light the world on fire. Okay, and so so tell us about that. Tell us about why flipping. Because it was, I, I had success on my first one, and we had pretty good success on my second one. So second, third, and fourth just came bang, bang, bang. And that, that fourth one, man, we made a lot of money on. And get going there, and and we, we were buying them off of auction.com. We were buying them off HubZoo. We were getting calls from other agents. I was buying them off the MLS. It was easy to find them. It was, I didn't have to go out and start really digging to find them. And so we're, we're just humming along there and, and pretty much as fast as I could finish. What, what year was this roughly? 2012, 2013. So, so if you're listening now, right, we're here in 2021, you're like, auction.com, MLS, this, that, that. Like right now, you're probably like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? There's no properties out there <laughs> whatsoever. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a unique situation. It seems like when the market was down and out, like we were saying, everyone runs, right? So there's, there's tons of properties to choose from, but there's less buyers, right? Whereas right now, there's no properties to choose from, but there's no, you know, no properties, but there's tons of buyers now. You well, know, and it's interesting. Then, then you had to really do a really nice job on the house to sell it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it had to be just knock your socks off. Now it's kind of lipstick on a pig. Okay. <laughs> if, if, if that's the way you want your reputation mm -hmm. or now. But we got going there and then I got to be a smarty pants and didn't 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 really do the research or I missed a part of the research. And, and we bought a house. Man, the numbers were good. We got it for like 130,000 and the numbers said we could sell it for about 380. And I thought, well, if we wow. were out 340, yeah, that'd be awesome. So we jumped on it and started working on it. We had to put almost a hundred thousand dollars into that house, wow. but still we were in it for two and could sell it for 340. Right, One of the things that I didn't realize it took a year to sell a house in that subdivision even oh, if it was out stuff. So we had to set on that house for a year with hard money. And, uh, so I, when we sold it, we, we lost about 50,000. Wow. So you said you, you, you messed up on the research. So we'll tell us some things that you do uh, when you research a property, what should we look out for? And uh, what did you miss on that time too? I'm curious. Days on market. Got it. Days I'd have market. never bought that house if I'd have known it took a year to sell. Got it. Gotcha. We bought it at Thanksgiving, finished it right at the end of the snowbird season, got it on the market in April. There wasn't nobody around to buy it. And we sold it the next winter. Okay. No. So, so one of my questions, and you had really kind of answered it for me, was you finished that first one, and then you said you bought two, then you bought another one and another one and another one. So were you using, you know, part of your family's or your friend's money? How did, where did you get the money from? Because you closed just that one deal. So how did you take that one deal and spawn it into 
multiple. So I took I took the money the the money I made off of that, and I was able to I, I developed a relationship with the hard money lender, and I was able to take that and make the cash down payment. And then my girlfriend loaned me the fix up money off her credit card. <laughs> Man, I need I need your girlfriend, Dean. <laughs> and then I met a guy uh, up in Phoenix. He wanted to invest some money. So I gave him a, about a hundred percent return on his money for helping me out. Wow. Uh, so that was that. And then another deal came along and I, I met somebody at Azria said they'd team up with me and they'd fund the fix up and everything for a cut of the deal. And I did that. And, and I started getting a little bit, eventually I had enough money to, take it down, do the down payment, borrow the hard money. And I had the fix up money in cash. That's, that's the way it worked after about deal number six. <laughs> cool. Gotcha. So, so it don't take much, you know, the main thing is, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. The main thing is getting that first one done. You know, once you get that first one done, you have so much confidence because like you said, you said, you said it yourself, you, you was ready to take on the world, you know, once. So, so guys listening, once you get that first one done, it becomes easier. You, you learn from your mistakes. You see what you did good. You, you see what you did bad and you can kind of mitigate some of those mistakes and learn how to escalate, you know, your success basically. And that's exactly what Dean did. So, Dean, it sounds like you were building your business with relationships. How were you finding these relationships? Most of them were, were made during the power networking session here at Azria. Or, and we have I Haves, I Wants thing. And, and so I was building a, if I was going to be a wholesaler, anybody that was a cash buyer, I wrote that down. I still got that list today. Some of them folks might not be there but they're in my database. So cash buyers, people that wanted to loan money. Uh, and just, I met real estate agents there when I wasn't one and picked their brains and the education that Alan brought into our, our Azria here in Arizona. I attended a few of them and I'm telling you, they weren't, a, they didn't cost a thousand bucks. Right. They didn't cost 2000. They didn't cost 30,000. I love that, Dean. The Phoenix, so so everyone knows that I want, I have sessions are at the Phoenix Real Estate Club every month. You know, there can be 50 to 100 people there. And what Alan does, he, everyone has the opportunity to take the microphone and say, I want a fix and flip property, three, two. And then maybe you could say like, hey, I have a property for sale or whatever it is. And then they put everyone's name and number and, and a scenario on the screen. So you could take notes and really, you could just sit there and just connect the dots, you know, and try to make a check out of thin air. Um, it's powerful. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Alan told me a story when I very first started about a guy that they knew in Azria some, somewhere back east. But he was the one that, that connected the guy that wanted to find a property. He, he'd go network and talk and said, well, go talk to that guy over there. And I've been in, here in this this Azria for, I don't know, since about 2011. So I've been here a while and I, mm -hmm. I know most of the people that show up and I know what they do Okay. Uh, and going and meeting them, getting there early, talking to them and dang sure 
power net the power networking and talking to them afterwards that's the value of the meeting so let's let's do this real quick let's since we're talking about Asria, when we come back, I want to I want you to share some of your experiences with Asria, like you've already had, Dean. But let's hear a brief word from our uh, sponsors and let's get our calendar update. So let's get our calendar update at this break, and then when we come back with Dean, we're going to talk about Asria, some of the things that they provided for you, some of the things that you learned from Asria, because it seems like your education really escalated once you became a member and once you started started learning. So let's hear a brief break and hear from our calendar and we'll be right back. Here's a quick update on Azria's upcoming events. The Tucson New Investor subgroup is meeting August 2nd. The Prescott subgroup is meeting August 3rd. There will be a live wholesaling Q&A on Facebook and Instagram August 4th. The Phoenix Monthly Meeting is on August 9th. The Tucson Monthly Meeting is on August 10th. The Beginning Investors Subgroup is on August 12th, and the Build Your Wholesale Business Step-by-Step class will be August 14th through the 15th. For more information and to register, visit azria.org calendar. This episode of The Azria Show is brought to you by Azria Business Associate, Zona Law Group. Zona Law Group handles numerous real estate matters with a focus on landlord-tenant law in Arizona. For more information, visit their site at Zona.law. Okay, we are back with Dean Leonard, who is a real estate agent, fix and flipper, landlord in the Tucson area. And we're talking about, you know, the power of relationships and the power of building your business. So, Dean, answer this question for me. So you got started in 2011. Why did you see it was beneficial for you to become a member of Azria. That's where all the it, people of like mind gather there and there's tons of resources. And I, I found hard money lenders in that meeting. I found properties in that meeting. I found people that could help me in my business in that meeting. And I used to go there and not want to tell anybody any secrets or anything that I was doing. And when I started sharing my knowledge, my income blew up. <laughs> I started making a lot of money instead of just a little bit. It's that abundance mentality versus mm-hmm. scarcity mentality. So what kind of things did you share? Were you doing like just advice, coaching uh, calls? What were you doing? Where I was finding the properties, that, that would be a big one because I would actually read read the MLS listings and, and it would say go to HubZoo and you get on there and it was one big national lender selling property. Man, I, I got to know that system pretty good. And when I get a, get that email, I knew exactly what they needed. I remembered my wife one time said, you bought a property. I said, if I got this, what I had the offer in for it, I said, you bet we got it. And it, <laughs> it turned out to be pretty good. We bought that one for 50,000, sold it for 125,000 back then. Wow. wow, Pretty good money. Okay. So currently, Dean, I know that you're still participating in the Tucson meetings. Currently, what are you doing as far as real estate investing and in the real estate industry? We know that you're a realtor and you're actually, again, at a, at a home inspection. So kind of give us an update before we end here today and let us know what you're doing and how we can get in touch with you. Trying to build my portfolio, really. Like, like I said, my biggest win this year was I bought... I told you about three houses I bought in a little town 
mm-hmm. uh, west of here. One of all of them were the same price. One of them's got a Section 8 tenant in it, and I knew it was under rented. I, I read the Section 8 rules, so I just raised the rent from $500 a month to $800, and they approved it, and the tenant's rent went down. So wow! Now I just spent forty thousand on that house, and I'm making eight hundred dollars a month on it. So that's that's amazing. That's good return. I I wish I could do that all the time. But through Azria, notes. I'm carrying a note. I learned that at Azria, and that that's kind of what I'm doing. I really don't want to manage contractors, and I'm too getting too old to be on my knees laying tile and stuff. That's for the young guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will walk through a house with somebody and, and kind of give them an idea of, of what's going on. I know construction costs have went way up here recently. I used to be able to look at a look at that and say, ah, that, that's about this much. Now I'll probably have to double it. <laughs> but but that's still, so you true. can get an idea of what, what construction costs are, you know. And, and are you willing to do that with some members, maybe if they reached out to you in the Tucson yeah. area? Yeah, I'm there's one lady that keeps calling me from Phoenix. I've been on the Azria meetings in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, another lady that I talked to in Sierra Vista. And there, there's all kinds of opportunities. You got Jack Bosch. He does nothing but land. He's got yeah. a really great system. You got Larry Goins. He doesn't come here, but that was one of the really, the gems, the little cheap properties that you make pretty good money on. And that's kind of been what I've I've done quite a bit because they're easy to do, really super easy. Doesn't so when you say easy to do cheap properties, are you meaning just going in like sub-markets? And what, what do you mean by that? Like, what did you learn from him? From from Larry, the people live in towns, little towns that the big flippers don't want to go to. So there's no competition out there. Got and it. you can go out there and buy them properties. East of here, there's a little town. I went and bought a 1300 or it was three bedrooms, two baths. It was 1,600 square foot townhouse. I bought it for $20,000, turned around and sold it for 40, put about 5,000 into it. I'm carrying a note back at 27% for 20 years. And that's, that's income. And I learned wow, that yes. at Yep. You know, and I, I didn't do hardly any of the work. I just arranged for it now. And that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for, a safe and habitable house. And I'll turn around and sell it and carry a note back on the bank. Sounds good. So guys, if you're out there, you're, you're in the Tucson market, you're in the Phoenix market, anywhere in Arizona, and you want to get some more information from Dean on exactly what he's doing and how he's doing it. Or if you need a quality realtor down in Tucson, you can reach out to Dean and I'm sure that he will take care of you. So Dean, how can we reach out to you? How can we find you? Can Google my name. Um, you can call me on the phone. That's 520-260-0567. You can send me an email, and that's dean at deanleonard.net. All right. So, guys, you hear it. You know how to get in contact with Dean. You know where to find him. We'll make sure we have all of that information in the show notes. Dean, we appreciate you coming on, man, and giving this feedback and letting people know exactly what you're doing and how, you know, just networking and relationship building can help build your business. So in parting, do you have any last words for, let's just say that that real estate investor or want to be real estate investor that's sitting on the couch and that's saying, you know what, I want to do this, but I don't have the money. I don't have contractors. I don't know how to do this. I don't, I don't, I don't. What would you tell that person? 
Um, well, if, if you think it's hard, it is. If you think it's easy, it is. It, it's all a mindset. I would really encourage them to join Ansria because there is a great network there. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And that, that, that's the whole thing, right? And I'll guarantee you, if you go on the money you spend on Ansria, you should make back in the next year on something, even if it's buying and selling washers and dryers. <laughs> you, know, you hook up with somebody that, that wants a washer and dryer hauled out, you go and you, you turn around and sell it. That'll get your dues back. There you go. So as you can see, it's very affordable and you learn a lot. So Dean, I really appreciate it. Mike, any parting words here? No, I just wanted to you know, thank Dean for being on and I look forward to you know, meeting you in person. Perfect. All right. So we appreciate it, Dean. Thank you so much. So our listeners here to the Azria show, thank you again for being here. We really appreciate you. If you're getting quality content, if you're really learning, make sure you give us a like, give us a share, put the content out there. That way we can know exactly what we're providing you is beneficial for you. So in party, remember that Azria is here for you. Only thing you need to do is go to azria.org. Thanks for listening to The Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.